myself away. Welcome to the teaching ministry of the man of God, Kelvin Elson Gadsden. Be ready to receive deep insight into the mysteries of Christ and be equipped in your inner mind to reign in glory in life. Lift up your right hand and give him praise. Let your heart flow with a fountain of praise this morning. Brother, no man is praising God on your behalf. Open your lips and praise him. Give him worship. He deserves your worship. Give him praise. He deserves your praise. grateful we want to tell you how grateful we are from the bottom of our hearts it's not by our might neither by power but by your spirit you have ordained our lips of clay you have immune our mortal flesh. We have become immortal by your Holy Spirit who vitalized our mortal bodies on the cross of Calvary. We are redeemed by your blood. We are sanctified by your righteousness. We are consecrated by your holiness. We've been set apart for greatness. For greater is he who is you in us than any other thing we comprehend on this earth. We give you praise. The adoration of our lips are unto your majesty, Lord. The fragrance of our skin, our bodies, our flesh, our ligaments, our bones is unto your might. Who are we? But we were clay. Who are we now? Spirit ordained unto your majesty. We worship you. We worship you. Who are we to share your inheritance? But you have made us joint hair. Yes, joint hair. You have given us all that you are in fulfillment of your word. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Yes, we love you. We were not deserving, but you've made us deserving. We are not worthy, but you've made us worthy. 
We were not accurate, but you've made us accurate. Our imperfection has been turned into perfection. Our foolishness now made your wisdom. We can only be grateful, dear Lord Jesus. We can only be grateful. We were slaves and the closest we came was through Abraham as friends. But today we are sons of your household. Hallelujah be unto you, Jesus. All glory be unto you, Jesus. How excellent are you. How beautiful are you. How majestic are you. Lord, you are expensive more than diamonds. You are precious more than gold. You are valuable more than values. You are infinite more than infinity. Your beauty is beyond comprehension. This morning we say you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. Holy Ada, holy Ada, holy Ada, holy Ada, holy Ada, holy Ada. We magnify you. You are Christ, we offer praise with our lips unto you, Jesus Christ. We sing hallelujah unto you, unto you alone, unto you, unto you, unto you, Jesus Christ. To you, when you we praise you we praise you we praise you we thank you Lord we are grateful and the saints said amen Hallelujah. May you be seated. Praise God. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. And I begin from verse 13. And the message for the morning, a chosen vessel. A chosen vessel. A chosen vessel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deaf and dumb be healed. Yeah. Praise God. 
How, how many of us are really excited to be in church at this time? No, so you show your excitement by praising God. Amen. How many chosen vessels are here? Chosen vessels. Hey, if you are not chosen, when would you be choosing? How many, how many chosen vessels are here? How many chosen vessels? Pastor, are you the only chosen vessel here? You are chosen. So how many chosen vessels are here? You are chosen. Uh, you got chosen chosen because he was chosen. Praise God. Let's take our seat. Romans 1 verse 13. I want you to know. I want you to know that I have often intend to come to you, but thus far I have been prevented. But far. I've been prevented. By far, I've been prevented. In order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. We were not called to be lying home and breathing and smiling. We were called to do what? Win souls. Win souls. Win souls. You know, there, there's, a, there's a great fallacy in Christendom. And I love that fallacy. The pastor will tell you, I am called, I am sent. But as for you, Jesus just called you. Amen. So the, 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 the actual meaning of this is that Jesus called you and sent you. But as for him, Jesus called him and placed a limitation on him. Jesus called you, sent you, he called you to sit down. It, it, it's a pity. All because when, when, when I, the pastor, hey, the puppet is mine. I'm the one to take the puppet and give you what God has given me. So you have to hear God from me. Keep quiet. Don't talk. Hear God from me. God called me. He sent me you. He called you. He said, sit down. I am the saint. You are the called. So I bring you the message. You hear it. And then you go home and do it. Now, the truth of, the, of, of, of it is that God called you, he sent you, he called me, he sent me. Now, if I proclaim that as much as I proclaim that to you, 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 you are getting matured in the, in the spirit, you are getting matured in God's word, and at a point, the things you depended on me when you got born again, you will no longer depend on me. Now, the truth is, the pastors, we know, that if you stop depending on us, we are losing our grounds. Therefore, I am called, I am chosen, I am sent. But as for you, he called you and said, sit. But I, I go through God's word, especially John 15, and Jesus proclaimed that he says, whether you like it or not, you bear fruit. I like verse 1 to 4. Verse 1 to 4, he indicates that if you do not bear fruit, he will shred you off. I, I don't want to use the word cut. Cut You are shredded. Shredded means cut into pieces. Destroyed. So we get to know that all these things, they are lies. God called you. Who called you? Who called me? So he called me and said, go. And called you and said, sit. Jesus says, go into the world. Proclaim the gospel unto all 
creation. And whosoever will obey, whosoever will believe, whosoever will hear, will be saved. Saved to be who? Saved to be who? Paul was talking to Peter, James, and the rest. They were saved to be sons. And through sonship, they became apostles. So if I get saved today, I become who? I become a son. Now, how many classes of sons have God? Somebody has got to help me here. Because I've seen only one class of sonship through Jesus Christ. And I've seen nothing that Jesus did that the first sons from Peter to Martha didn't do. So I've got to find out whether I'm really born again, whether I'm saved, whether I know Christ. I've got to find out from how I'm living the life of the word. Because when Christ, when Christ saved Peter, he, he said one thing to Peter. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men because he had to stop fishing fish and start fishing men. And he never stopped saying that to any other person he met. Now, one beautiful thing I found about Christ is he promised all of us one thing, eternal life. He promised us the Holy Ghost. He did not, uh, John 7, 39, tells us of the promised Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus did not say, Peter, you received the Spirit. James, you received the Spirit. The rest of them, I don't know what, what. He said, anyone who believes, He says, now this he said about the spirit, whom those who believed. Not do, they, it, 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 it's appetizing. It, it's uh, tantalizing. It draws me closer. It's a fragrance. So when I believe, the promise becomes mine. All I've got to do is to believe. That I may make, win more souls, even among the Gentiles, the unbelief, there is a harvest. There is a harvest. You are chosen. He chose you. Your mother didn't choose you. Your mother gave birth to you. Can, can, I, can I tell somebody something? Praise God. Now, I want to tell somebody something. Now, you know the beautiful thing. You, you, you have a mother and a father who brought you here on earth, right? They brought you. They brought you here on earth, right? They gave birth to you. Are you sure? They gave birth to you. Now, your mother, neither your mother nor your father could determine whom they would give birth to. They couldn't determine. Whether it was even going to be a male or female, they don't know. Let alone a handsome man like you. They didn't know. So, so none of us was chosen by our parents, even at birth. They chose to give birth, but they did not have the right to choose whom to give birth to. Amazing. Amazing. But Jesus knew you before he chose you. He had a perfect idea of whom you are. 
before he chose you. Now, Jesus calls us unto glory. Jesus, he calls us unto glory. Now, I want to tell you something this morning. There is no waste in you. There is no waste in you. You know, if there be waste found in you, then Jesus did not call you, you called yourself. Or probably your pastor, maybe it was Pastor Walter, he called you. But as long as Christ called you, there is nothing in you that is waste. It's impossible. Because he that called you is the root, the foundation of greatness. Can I, can I tell somebody something? Jesus did not call you to be great. It's never true. Jesus did not call you to be great. It's never true. Jesus called you and made you great. You don't get it. If he called you to make, to, to make you great or to be great, then it's a process. If he called you and made you great, it means at salvation you became great. Watch this. He says, greater is he who came into you as salvation, not after salvation. Greater is he who lives in you as salvation than any other thing you ever see after salvation. I'm going to shock somebody this morning. There are people you saw before salvation and you saw them greater than yourself. But as salvation, you became the greatest. You might not understand this because there, there, there is not the seed of greatness in you, there is greatness in you. It's no longer a seed. It has been personified for you. For he that dwelleth in you is great. Beyond greatness. So you are chosen to fulfill an assignment. An assignment. And as long as I'm not the one who chose you, I can never determine your assignment. Your pastor can never determine your assignment. He can only be told of your assignment. But he's not the one who determines your assignment. For your assignment is spiritual. It's spiritual. You are individually chosen by God. You are individually ordained by God. I, I love one good thing that I, I know. You know, when we are baptizing people with water, the, the most beautiful thing I experience is that I, I only pour the water and give words of ordination. Hear this. We pour the water, or we dip you into the water. Whichever measure is used, it, the water is applied. Let me put it that way. And we say the words of ordination, but the spirit that ordains 
ordains without our notification. The Holy Ghost comes in and baptizes people without notifying us. He is the man without notice board. He has no notice board. We walked into church this morning. Some came laughing, some came with joy, some came sick. Some, as, as we keep on proclaiming God's word, he's aligned with everybody, dealing with everybody. He's not going to tell me he's about to deal with you before he deals with you. No. Because the authority in his hand is not under any person's control. The authority of the Holy Ghost is not under any person's control. That is why a man can never determine your assignment. It's impossible. Praise God. Now you are a chosen vessel. Who chose you? God. We didn't choose you. How do we, how do we determine your assignment? John chapter 6, verse number 67. John chapter 6, verse number 67. Or let me take it straight, verse 70. Verse 67 says, So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Everybody was sleeping. They were tired. Jesus asked the twelve, Do you want to go away? Now I want to ask you, brethren, do you want to go away this morning? Do you want to go away? Do you want to leave the gospel? So if you do not want to go away, where do you want to be? I want to be at the feet of Christ. I want to be at the feet of Christ. I ask the question and I'm answering it and you are sitting and shouting for my hand and saying yes. Do you want to go away? So if you do not want to go away, where do you want to be? I want to be at the feet of Christ. Salvation is individual. And the work of salvation is personal. Get it right. Salvation is individual. And the work of salvation is personal. Jesus has programmed you for a life of fulfillment. You see, he, he has programmed you for a life of fulfillment. He says, these things, when, when, he says, when you have these things, they bring me joy. So he's programmed you for greatness. Mm. 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 Robots are programmed, but they fail. Robots, they are programmed by the field because when the light in them, when the power stripe in them goes off, they cannot function. They cannot. But God's programming is without failure because we're programmed with eternal code unto eternal life. Therefore, greatness in you is eternal. Power in you is eternal. Life in you is eternal. Wisdom in you is eternal. Sanctification eternal. Redemption. Hey, you were eternally redeemed. My God. 
The day you got born again, everything about you became eternal. I love God for eternal eggs. I love God for eternal words. I love God for eternal. You see, I want to tell you one thing that you should hold on to. The life that Jesus has given you. It is called the unpredictable life. Unpredictable life. The bridge was supposed to collapse at 5.38 p.m. And at 5.38 p.m., you were on the bridge. Angels have to hold the bridge until you pass and allow the collapse. We are chosen. Brother, I, 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 I can't bear this in my spirit. You are chosen. They want to go, but you want to be there. Now, I want you to get it right, pastors. See, it's not everybody you send the word of God to who is going to remain with you. Even with Jesus, they left him. So he asked the disciple, do you want to leave too? It's not every one of you here who is going to remain in Zoe. Some will leave. But the question is, are you going to live with them? Today, everybody will say, no, tomorrow morning, you will have a new report. I know, National Council, get ready. Hallelujah. So, as a leader, I have that expectation. I have, so, you see, you, you see why this news hits me and I'm laughing? Because it's an expectation. It's not everyone among you is going to be here until Jesus comes. No. No, 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 no. Some of you will get angry by on the way. So Lord should have made me sing. He didn't allow me. I'll stop the church. You know, when you hear these things, you, you smile, you laugh. It's a fulfillment of God's word because even with Jesus, it's not everyone who stayed. It's not everyone who stayed. There's something I, that's why my wife is shouting. There's something I tell her she doesn't understand. Somebody wants to, I say, allow the person to leave. I say, Pastor, Pastor. I say, babe, allow the person to leave. That's it. Would, would you, would you, that's it. So, baby, I'm asking you. They want to go. Would you also go? <laughs> you see, living in God's word is the best. It gives extreme peace. It gives you extreme peace. It happened to Jesus. Is it wrong it's happening to you? When your council member says they've resigned, what's your problem? Allow them. If they were supposed to be there, God will keep them there. What's your problem? Let them go. Because they are occupying 15 seats. One exit, 15 souls in. So you see them exit like that and you decree. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I feel 15 more seats. I see a new man sitting. And you walk away. And that's it. Say it, believe it, and see it happening. So, some of you, some of you, you have workers 
When the workers are leaving, you begin to cry in your bedroom. As soon when this person leaves, what would I do? Are you the one who brought the worker to work? Is the Holy Ghost blind? He's gonna bring somebody mightier. You don't joke with the Holy Spirit. Until you are the one who created the assignment, leave the assignment for him. That is the work of Christ. No, don't, don't rule the church. Let Christ rule the church. Allow the Holy Ghost. Allow the Holy Ghost to rule. Did you choose yourself? Who chose you? So God chose you, he placed you somewhere and will not bring the people. God will not bring the people. Oh no, then he's not God. Then he's Antoine. We're talking about Jesus Christ. A man who walked to Peter. Peter was with the father. Did not ask permission from the father and said, follow me. And they followed. This is the man we are talking about. This is the man. We are talking about Christ. No, no permission, sister. Upon what? He says, Peter, upon you I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. They cannot prevail. Trouble may seem in the morning. See, they may seem in the morning. They may appear in the afternoon. They may show up in the evening. But you look at the trouble and say, in the name. And that ends the trouble. Brother, we are chosen. Permit me to make this announcement to you. That you are chosen. You are chosen. Hey, none of your grandparents was great. None of your uncles have been great. None of your aunties have been great. But today, you are chosen. You are chosen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the name of the family. Look, look, look at my family name. Look at my family name. Kobri. Look at my family name. Stupid name. Stupid name. Stupid name. Kobri. Even the, the name alone spells stupidity. But when Christ chooses you, the name matters no longer. You are chosen. You are chosen. Would you also go with them? Would you go with them? Why? Because you are chosen. He says, many are called, but few. But you are among the chosen. You are among the chosen. Hey, we are different. I, 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 I just wake up every morning knowing I am in Christ. And that is all that I want. I am in Christ. I, I, am, I, I am in Christ. I, I am. Brother, 
If you know that you are in Christ, you know you are on a firm rock. Your foundation is solid. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. When, when, when they give you documents to fill, you are permitted to write citizenship, Ghanaian. But when you are speaking, you are a child of God's household. You are a child of God's household. There's a song you sing. I love you, Lord. Uh-huh. I love you, Lord. Sing it for me, sister. I love you, Lord. Say it one more time. I love you, Lord. I love up in the morning and you are pressed down with time and might not have the opportunity to walk into your closet get out from your bed singing this song in praise onto your washroom I love you Lord I love you decided to choose you. There was no election. When God decided to choose you, there was no election. Watch this. Hey, pastors, watch me, hear me. Your mandate came from an autocratic leader. Not a democratic leader. When God calls a meeting, he calls the meeting to instruct. God doesn't call a meeting and and begin to hear us and take our decisions. He gives instructions. His word is a commandment. He autocratically chose you. So he is the only person who can determine anything in your assignment. <laughs> Nobody can. Nobody can. Take your seats, pastors. Let's continue. Verse 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? You have the word. Yay! The word 
chance of eternal life. How would I live eternal life and go for anything? To whom shall we go? But I want to tell you, let your commitment, let your loyalty be for Christ. Don't be loyal to men and reject Christ. Be loyal to Christ and affect men. Be loyal to Christ. You know, I, I found out the amazement in Christ Jesus. Once you are loyal to him, there is a commandment you can never overlook. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Love your neighbor as thyself. So once you are loyal to Christ, your commitment to men becomes absolute. Now hear me. Pastors, never be loyal to any pastor. Be committed to the assignment. Hear this very well. The, these two things, loyalty, your loyalty to a pastor, your loyalty to a church is more than a sin. But your commitment is to the pastor, your commitment is to the church, but your loyalty must only be unto Christ. Because when you are loyal to Christ, you treat your neighbor as thyself. When you are loyal to a pastor, your love only affirms in the pastorate, not unto God. You are seeing the pulpit and rejecting what is behind the pulpit. But look beyond the pulpit and see the throne. The throne is bigger than the pulpit, and the pulpit is not a representation of the throne. The puppet is wood, glass, or maybe rubber. I don't know what this one is. Is it what? What is it? Fiber? It's fiber. And there's nothing fiber on the throne. The throne of God is not a seat. No, the throne of God is not a seat. It, what seat can contain God? Which seat can contain God? God is not big, he's not large. He is great. God is not a big man. God is he, he can never be a big man. He is great. Don't don't this I I I want to advise. Let's you know, women don't don't give your husbands your loyalty. Hear this very well. Give your husbands your commitment. Let your loyalty be unto Christ. Because you see, when you are loyal to Christ, you know the instruction God has given you as a man unto marriage to love the wife, as a woman unto marriage, to be submissive, to be respectful. And that's the beauty of your marriage. You know, you know, you know the commandment he has given unto you unto your children. Say, raise them up in the power of the Lord, in the word of the Lord. So your loyalty must only be unto Christ and be committed to sustain the family and to sustain your ministry and to sustain your marriage and to sustain your business. Some of us, we, can, we are only loyal to our business. You cannot be loyal to your business. Anything you are loyal to is your God. 
get the meaning of loyalty very well and you will understand. But when you are committed to the assignment, you are committed to God's duty. God says, unless maybe what is written has been changed. He says, love your God and worship him with somebody. Only him. Love. I want to explain, I want to explain something to you. It says, love your God and worship him with, with who else? He alone. But he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So God expects you to love only two people, him and yourself. Yes. God doesn't expect you to love your neighbor. Don't clap. says, love him, God. Now, for your neighbor, when he came to God, he says, love him without any demarcation. For your neighbor, he said, well, treat him as far as yourself. So don't go beyond yourself. So you cannot love your pastor beyond yourself. Don't clap, please. Church, don't clap. This is a serious matter. You cannot love your pastor beyond yourself. Anybody you love beyond yourself has been your God. When he came to him, God, he says, love me. And he placed a mark. Worship me only. What is worship? Allegiance, in reverence, in commitment, and in loyalty. And says, when it comes to that, even yourself, don't worship yourself. Leave that for me, God. Leave it for me, God. You cannot, hey, you cannot love me beyond yourself. It's a crime, not even a sin. You go and hear some people say, I'll die for my pastor. I say, I wish they could allow me to slap this person. You even say, I'll die for Christ. I'll die for my pastor. That is God's word. Unless, 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 unless I'm not seeing what is written, maybe, maybe today I'm blind. If, if that is what is written, he says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Some people love their pastors more than their husbands. Some people love their pastors more. You see, some people, oh, oh, oh. But you know, God wants to change the rhythm. He chose you, He chose me. When it comes to the house of God, when it comes to our sonship right, there is nothing that I have that God has not given me. There's nothing any pastor has that God has not given you. Thank God for Zoe. Thank God for Zoe. Peter says, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life.
What Peter meant was that I want to live on eternal life. I desire eternal life more than anything. I'm not going. I'm not going. Jesus, I'm not going anywhere. 69. Verse number 69. If you do not take note on, on this message, when you go back, or go back to Facebook. You listen, buy data. Mash up your data. Listen to it and take your note firmly. It's a message for life. He says, and we have believed and have come to know, have you come to know that you are the Holy One of God? Not just believe, we have believed and we have come to know. Ginosko. We have believed and we have come to perceive. We have believed and we have come to behold. Have you believed? Have you come to know? Have you come to the knowledge that Jesus is the Holy One of God, the anointed, the appointed one, the consecrated one? Have you come to know? Have you come to know that he is the truth? Because he says, he shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So the moment you come to know, freedom is established. Verse 17. Have you come to know? Verse 17, please. Jesus answered them, did I not choose you? Brother, Jesus is asking you this morning, did he not choose you? Jesus said, I have chosen you. He said, I have chosen you. Did I not choose you? The twelve? And yet one of you. There's a difference between Satan and the devil. There's a difference between Satan and the devil. There are four things people have not gotten to understand in God's word. Lucifer, Satan, devil, and then demons. Are you hearing me? Each time you do... Okay, so let me, let, me, let me classify. God gave Lucifer a name at creation as an angel. And he gave you a name, Lucifer. Three archangels. Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Michael ends with E-L, Gabriel E-L. So there was a seed of God in them. Lucifer E-L, the seed of the earth. So God asked him to rule the earth. Now when he sinned, God took the name Lucifer and gave him a new name called Satan. So Satan is his name. But his acts are demonic and devilish. Are you hearing this? His acts are demonic and devilish. So all the people God threw him down with, they all became demons. Now anything you do evil, any evil you do, there was a demon who activated the evil, so it become, you become a devil. Oh, you don't get it. Any evil I do, okay, there is a demon who activated the evil 
So the moment the demon activates the evil in me, I become a devil. Now Jesus was talking about Judas. And he said, among you 12, there is a devil. What did Judas do? Betrayer. So when you betray somebody, you don't betray the person to remain a Christian, a born again. You did it. I've preached this message over and over without people understanding. The Holy Ghost on this message gave me the clearer understanding to give to people. When, as a born again, as I stand here, when I do evil, I become a devil. And a devil does not belong to the household of God. Every evil makes you a devil. Don't say the devil and be thinking. If you want to call him right, call him Satan. The act of evil makes you a devil. But today I don't want you to be dean. I came with a, a, on a different temple. First, I came on a different temple. I want my students to go out really, really, really lifted in spirit. Praise God. Thank God for the seed of eternal life in us. Hallelujah. Praise God. St. John's Gospel. I love God's word. Chapter 13, verse number 18. Chapter 13, verse number 18. He says, I am not speaking of all of you. Mm. I know whom I have chosen. No, let's end the message here. Let's, let's end the message here. Yay. So, so you see, I, I, as, as I said, ah, but God, you say you are calling us. And you come and tell us, but many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Why? He answers it. He says, I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But the scripture will be fulfilled because Judas will still do what he has to do. He who ate my bread. Brother, I see everybody smiling to you who loves you. Because I, I don't think when Judas, Judas was eating, he has frowned his face. He was, he was eating with joy. Hey! He, he was laughing with... He was telling Jesus, you are beautiful. Pastor, if you were you, what would you say to Jesus? But there is grace. How many of us truly really love Jesus? How, how many of us? You see, it, 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 it's time. It's time we stop, we stop saying it and start doing it. You know, if I had asked, how many of us have given offering? Everybody has given offering. We've all given offering, right? We've given offering, right? What would your offering do if you are not bringing the souls to church? Who would the offering cater for? After paying light bill, water bill, what do you expect us to do with the offering and tithe and seed? 
you want me to overeat them so that I'll miss the gate. It's about him. Amen. I don't intend this service be quiet one. Let me drop that one. Let me drop that one. Back to scripture. John 13. Let me drop that one. This service must not be quiet. Last week it was too much. Verse 18. He says, I am speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen by the spirit, by the scriptures will be fulfilled. He He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I, I want to bring Christians to understanding. This is not about you. This is about things happening around you. Hear me, the devil doesn't, doesn't work on us from afar. He works on us from within. How many of you got this? The devil cannot attack you from afar. He can only attack you from within. Therefore, you've got to keep your surrounding right. You break a hedge, it's different. But somebody close to you can break a hedge and it will affect you. Are you hearing this? Please, it's very important. Know whom you employ. And know who you, you, you know, it's not everything that you tell everybody. It's not everything. You don't need to hold conversation about everything with everybody, not even your mother. God punish those who go and tell everything to their pastors. It's not right. It's not right. It's not. There's a limitation in the things we do, but there's somebody we must take everything to. His name is J-E-S-E-S. Jesus. He's the sure pillar, the perfect fountain, the foundation without blemish. Amen. Acts chapter 9, verse number 15. This this is so dear to my heart. It it cultures you in Christ. Amen. Acts chapter 9, verse number 15. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine. To carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. Now, now Jesus was talking about Paul, who was now among the twelve. Now, watch this. Among the twelve, one left. But after the twelve, God chose more. So you proclaim my name among the Gentiles. That's what he's called you to do. Among the kings, 
and the children of Israel, that is the church. There are things you are going to, God is going to flow through you that I have preached for years before you, I don't know, that I will pick from you. There's something Pastor Water said this year that I love so much. He said, there is more. There is more. The first time my wife stood here to preach, she said something, I said, this woman, where did she come from? She said, we are witches. We are eating the blood, drinking the, eating the body and drinking the blood of Jesus. I said, what? And I have preached it over and over and over again. You know, there are two spirits that are key for a believer's life. There is the teaching spirit. That's what I'm working with here. I'm teaching with the teaching spirit. And there is the teachable spirit. That is what makes you admit and hear the teaching. If you have a teaching spirit and you do not have a teachable spirit, you become the worst teacher. Because you cannot teach whilst you cannot be taught. You must be taught to teach. Praise God. And, and those of you who are happy with people around you just singing your praise, check out. Check out, check out. Or maybe they must swap, eh? They must do some swapping. Because it's important that the people around you be able to rebuke you. My joy is when I'm rebuked. He who rebukes me is he who loves me. If you don't rebuke me and you just come and praise me and praise me, what you are praising me for, I have, I have a cell in it. That's why you are praising me. But what about the ones that I'm not excelling? You've got to help me come out. Pastors don't go sit in church and always be expecting praise. When I finish teaching, I ask my wife, Pastor Emmanuel, Pastor Walter, how was the message? I've been asking Collins. The very few people I see, I ask uh, Pastor Dickie, you know, I'm, I'm Douglas. Let me begin from my wife. How was the message? Awesome. I said, what is awesome? Every day, awesome. <laughs> Pastor Ima, what was the message? Wonderful. What is wonderful? Every day, wonderful. Pastor Walter, what, how was the message? Great. <laughs> Dick, you know, how was the message? On time. <laughs> Collins, how was the message? Perfect. Douglas, how was the message? Excellent. But they can walk and say, they can call it, you can. But I say, hey, they are make my ears ready. Give me the but. Do you understand? Don't, don't expect praise. Are, are there children in the house? Are there children? Or they are not children? Even when it comes to bed, matters. It's not every day that you perform. So, so, so you ask your wife, how was the performance? 
You've been asking. You are really my son. There are some days you wake up and your eye will look at you. And they will change your diet. That day they will give you the food you don't like. Then you know there's no meat. Indeed, you are my brother. That's why our wives are friends. They treat us the same. It does not meet. It is the same with your Christian life. See, once I took it to that session, everybody is happy. There's laughter everywhere. It's the same with your Christian life. There's always a performance. If you have nobody to even guide, what you do is when you come back or you sit down, you do a rendition of your whole day. Are you getting it? You must live to perfect the things of the last minute, the previous minute. It was good, perfected, let it become excellent. Let it become excellent. There's something I've built with Pastor Ima over like three years. When I finished ministration, I went and asked him, how was the format of the service? Was it good? He said, no, Pastor, this side, we have to look at it. That side, we have, even the last service that I had, it was, what, what service? Jesus, no, I did one, Kumase, Holy Ghost Festival. After service, Pastor Ima came straight to me, he said, Pastor, you did not call uh, for souls. I said, Pastor, this one, I beat you to it. It's the first thing I did when I mounted the puppet. He was busy somewhere. <laughs> we, we, we are meant. You know, we are meant. Don't go thinking you are the head of the church, so you are the sole orator. I mean, yeah. no. It's not possible. There's, there's something the Holy Ghost has put in the people around you that you need. If there's nothing in them, you will not bring them close. Where is Solo? Solo will walk to me. Pastor, this, uh, I say, Pastor, I say, the anointing on you is not on my life. We've given you one hour. Use your one hour. You understand? Because he's been anointed to do something that I cannot do. Not that I, I, I listen to this man called Crow's voice. When they are playing, when you are playing the organ and piano, you, you play them in keys, right? Ask me which key I know. Which key are you are playing now? I don't know. How can I lead the choir? I will lead them to the bush. We will sing, we will sing like frogs. Or maybe I'll turn, I'll turn the voices. Let me see. Margarita with your sweet, I'll turn it to a lion's voice. Instead of, I'll make because I don't know. But there's somebody God has. You see, God loves music. And what he did was to place the best. You know, Satan is a living, uh, Lucifer was a living orchestra. Soprano, brabrano, dodrono, everything. When he sings, you can hear the organ. You can hear the trumpet. Those of you who think Satan is ugly, don't make a mistake. He's not. He is the most beautiful creature ever that God ever made. Ever. 
So beautiful. Those of you who think Satan talks, rah, 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 rah. No, he has the most beautiful voice. The most sensational voice. And this is, this is the word of God, the way he describes Lucifer. So there's something in you to benefit the church. The Akatress here, right? If the church has to cook, they have to cook. If the church has to cook, and tell me in uh, Ghana to cook. What will we cook? Emunawa. <laughs> or we'll do tea for them. What can we cook? Because if you leave, if you leave me to de decide the menu, there's one meat you find there: dog, cat, rabbit, frog, snakes. Are, are you getting it? But somebody, somebody doesn't like that. That's why God has appointed people for everything. So we come together and the church is beautified. Therefore, everybody in your church is relevant. It's relevant. The only person in church who is not relevant is you who is not ready to serve. He's not relevant. He doesn't even deserve the, the uh, uh, reserve bench. He does not deserve it. Turn with me. Let's keep going. Few minutes to go. Acts 22, verse 14. Acts 22, verse 14. And he said, The God of our Father appointed you to know his will. God appointed you to know his will. God appointed you to know his will. God has chosen you to know his will. And he says, I love the B. He says, to see the righteous one and to hear a voice. Hey. Watch, watch. God did not appoint you to hear a voice from my mouth. He says to hear a voice from his mouth. Is that what's written? From whose mouth? From the mouth of the righteous one, Jesus Christ. Now, I want you all to read this in Amplify. And this is my message for you. For I did not appoint you. He says, Amplify, please. Kindly help us. One, two, go. Scripture, look at it. You know, he called you. 
He called you and he wants you to hear a message from his own mouth, his own lips. Not my lips. Is that what the word says? Are we sure? That's, that's God's decree upon your life. Tell her, God wants you to hear him. You've heard Pastor Water, you've heard me. God wants you to hear him. Not us. From his own mouth. Now, now what, what, why, why does he need you to hear him? Because he that hears him directly becomes a messenger. Now, look at it in Amplify. He says, and a message. Oh, my heart, I got a more Hey, never preach a sermon. Oh, you didn't get it. I said, never preach a sermon. Declare a message. Declare a message. No, no, no. Don't preach sermons. Declare a message from his own lips. It's not your message. It's his message. Declare a message from his own lips. Praise God. You know, my beautiful and sensational choir. Have you seen how sensational my choir is? Beautiful choir. When you mount the puppet, there's a message given to you for us. You don't restrain the message. Let it flow. Let it flow. You, you minister out of your spirit. Stop your mouth from ministering. Your mouth is tired. Stop it from ministering. Let your spirit take control. Now, the amazement is that there is nobody limited to this standard. Unless you are not called. Unless you are not called. But he has called you. He has ordained you. Say, out of the mouth of babes. God has ordained you. Out, out of the mouth, the mouth of babies. He has called you. He has ordained you. Now God has perfected you in the face of his nature. He's not yet to perfect you. He has perfected you. The, the, you see, God, God has not given you a seed to be great. He has given you a seed already and has made you great. And we must, we must live to fulfill his will. Kill your will, kill your desire, kill your nature. Allow him to flow. Allow the Holy Ghost to flow. He wants to make you somebody beyond comprehension. God wants you to be known as an amazement to the world. An amazement. Yes, an amazement. He has placed in you something nobody has ever seen. Say, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. What we have seen, we've seen. What we've heard, we've heard. But there's something in your inside that we've not yet seen. There's something he wants to come, come out with through your lips that we've never heard. Allow the Spirit. Allow him. The beauty of his holiness he has placed in you.
you are a fountain of grace. You are, a, you are a man on a mission. And the purpose of that mission is to fulfill God's agenda. You are a man on a mission. Yes. A man on a mission. And this morning we are going to pray for 15 minutes. Asking God that whatever you placed in us for your beauty, God, we want it out this day. Spring forth in us. Bow down your head as you pray. Be seated as communicate with God. Communicate with God. Communicate with God. He's placed that in you. As for the manifestation of what he has placed in you, ask for it. You are greater than what you see. You are greater than what you have perceived. For greater is he who lives in you, who abides in you, who is seated in you. What you've known so far is just your foundation. There's a higher life coming out. A higher life coming out from this day. See the increase. Brother, see the increase. Don't blink your eyes. See the beauty and see the increase. He's placing you a seed of greatness. And that's made you great. See the beauty. See the beauty.
Father, we thank you that you have ordained on our lips your message. As a ministry, we ascribe to your will, not our will. Let it be done this day that I will, as we step out, you unveil and manifest in us how great you have made us. We thank you. And the saints said, Amen. Can we be seated? Hallelujah. How many of us are blessed with today's service? Give the Lord a praise. We know you've been blessed. You can fellowship with Zoe Outreach Embassy in any of our branches. For further inquiries, kindly call plus 233 54 Lord, I-